Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 381 of Get Paid for Your Pad, almost at 400. Today, I have a very special guest, Mr. Will Slickers. He's the host of the Slick Talk, the hospitality podcast. And so a fellow podcaster, fellow hospitality expert. So I'm super excited to have you on the show, Will. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Jasper. Super excited. Uh, super honored to be on the famous Get Paid for Your Pad podcast. So uh, you've been doing this way longer than me. So having having this uh, opportunity is really incredible. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. No, I'm excited to have you on, man. Uh, I'm uh, looking forward to uh, learning from, from you as a hospitality expert and uh, excited as well uh, to have you in the Legends X program that, uh, that recently kicked off. So uh, yeah. we're going to get to know each other uh, pretty well over the next uh, 90 days. So I'm excited about that. Pod two, baby. We're going to crush it. I'm excited. That's right. That's right. Awesome, man. So uh, give us your background. How did you get into podcasting and hospitality? Yeah. So long story short, uh, I had a show for an event company. Uh, I was really young, like 19, 20. Failed. Uber came in, really hard to compete with, had too much overhead, did not know what to do. Remembered picking up these uh, guests from a four diamond Marriott property suit and tie, slick back hair, beautiful lobby and ambiance just going on in the property. And I was talking to a friend, trying to figure out like what my next job was going to be, how I was going to pay the bills. And he was like, go get, go get a job at a car wash or something. They're paying like 15 bucks an hour. And I was like, no, no, I got this nice suit. I have this, like, I can't just put this to waste. I just spent a year doing something really cool. I'm not going to just go back to, you know, doing a minimum job. Uh, so I went to this hotel where I remember that feeling when I, when I picked up the guests, I was like, that's a nice place. I walked in, asked if they were hiring. The manager interviewed me on the spot, uh, hired me on the spot. And then I fell in love with hotels immediately uh, and hospitality just as a whole. And from there, learning the Marriott side, the branded side of hotels, that standard was like really ingrained in me pretty deeply. And I, I connected a lot of uh, good relationships with my guests that were repeat guests, whether they were business travelers or there for specific conferences and stuff. And I was getting to the point where I wasn't getting mentored. I wasn't getting taught like what ADR was and RevPAR and how to calculate all these things that we need to know when it comes to revenue management and, and then also the backend stuff. So I decided to move to the Oregon coast and learn the boutique independent owned hotel side. With that entrepreneur itch though, for my chauffeur company, I had no friends, no family in this area, like was just working and coming home and just sitting there and like, what the heck do I do with my life? Um, and so I started a podcast because Tony Robbins and Gary Vee, I saw YouTube, they're like, hey, idiot, make a podcast. It's basically free. Get a $20 mic off Amazon and go for it. So I did. And that kind of like started my whole journey with the podcast. I became a manager at a hotel in Seaside, Oregon. 
Uh, we became one of the youngest GMs on the Oregon coast. And then from there, I actually was doing vacation rental management for my parents and a few other people and realized that this was something that was going to take off. So I quit my day job in 2019, December 27th and never looked back. And it was a crazy time to quit your, quit my day job, but uh, it's been a blessing in disguise for sure. Uh, congratulations. That's, uh, that's incredible, man. And by the way, for the people that are listening who don't know what ADR and REFPAR. Yeah, ADR is average daily rate and REVPAR is revenue per available room. So it's what you use to calculate your profit and, and, and loss. Are you making money on a reservation or are you losing money? Um, and what do you need to make in order to make money? Got it. Got it. So um, the topic for today, uh, which I'm very excited about, is uh, destination creation, which mm. is something that we haven't really talked about much on this on this podcast. But I think it's something that's really important, especially now, because people are more and more looking for experiences. Yeah. Um, and so I think this is a, this is a great topic. And did you hear the interview that CNBC did with Brian Chesky? Yeah, how he's saying like they're gonna have too much demand and not enough posts, not enough properties. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I really feel like we're we're at the very start of a of a big boom in short-term rentals. Because as travel is coming back, people don't want to stay in crowded hotels. They want to stay in Airbnbs. They're gonna traveling more were with their family and with their pets and all that stuff. So, um, so yeah, I think we're, we're at the start of a boom. I think Chesky is right. And I just flew to Panama city a couple of days ago from the U S and mm -hmm. I noticed that the airport in Los Angeles, it was completely packed. There was a line at TSA. Like I've never seen such a long line. And then also at Miami where I had a stopover, it was super busy. So yeah. I feel like travel is, is coming back in a big way. And when you talk to people, everybody wants to get out. Everybody wants to travel and mm -hmm. people are going to be looking for unique experiences, right? And that's what destination creation is, is all about. So why don't you give us, a, give us an introduction? What, what is destination creation? Yeah, for sure. And just to touch on your comment about the boom, I think 100% because TSA, they're seeing numbers that were under a million travelers in, in a month in like early 2020 and then or even early 2021. So now they're seeing over you know 1.5 million to 1.8 almost 2 million now travelers going in and out of airports so uh yeah that boom is is here so destination creation goes perfectly with that because what you're doing with your property so hotels and vacation rentals have a lot of similarities but they have a lot of differences with a vacation rental like you said you're able to have more of a private space the more friendly accommodation for a bigger group pets kids all that stuff, you're not crammed into one room or even a suite. But destination creation is finding the way to make your property become the destination itself. Instead of saying, I'm traveling to Panama City, I'm traveling to Jasper's special Airbnb that me and my family, all we have to do is order groceries on Instacart or whatever the app could be, or even have my host go pick it up from a list. We're done. Like we have nothing to do. We are cooking, we are cleaning, we're partying, we're whatever, at, we're laying by the pool, you don't have to leave. You, your goal is to make your property so unique and so special. And I've seen people do this with two-bedroom apartment condominium uh, properties. You know, It doesn't have to be this luxury home, but what your goal as a host, as a property manager is to create your own destination, have everything that the guests could ever need, anticipating their needs. That's what we do in hospitality. I do it with my team. I do it with my guests. How can I find you know the couple that just stayed with me 
for a little getaway, how can I find one little thing that's special about their trip compared to just saying, hope you have a great stay. You know, they were there for actually a getaway slash anniversary because they were going to go somewhere really, really nice, but they couldn't because of COVID. So they chose our property. Great. What can I do to make it a destination that they don't have to leave? When they do leave, it's just to go to the beach and kind of get a different scenery and, and view, just that type of stuff. So destination creation is really honing into the uniqueness of your your property and your brand. Yeah. And I think COVID has basically caused a lot of people to explore their own surroundings almost, right? It's like the, the drive to destinations, like the places that you can stay at, like nearby your home that you can drive to. And from my personal experience, you know, I was uh, I was living in Barcelona and you know, instead of flying somewhere, me and a bunch of friends, we we just looked on Airbnb for something in within driving distance, within like an hour, hour and a half of Barcelona. And we found this incredible castle. You have some experience with castles as well. Yeah. So I'd yeah. love to dive into that as well. But yeah, we found this incredible castle about an hour and a half from Barcelona. And we stayed there over the weekend, which was amazing. But I would have never found that castle if it wasn't for COVID. Because I would have been looking at like, oh, let's go to Egypt or let's go to Morocco or, you know, let's go somewhere, somewhere fun. Like, like you said, like, let's go to a destination. And yeah, uh, yeah because of COVID, we, we looked in our own backyard and found an incredible gem. So I think a lot of people have discovered these gems in their area. So that's why I think it's such a cool topic for today. Yeah. And discovery like of a destination, like you said, is in, in your own backyard. And I think 2019, 2018, maybe even 2017, I'm trying to think back that far. It feels like forever ago, but the whole, I think we all saw, at least I did in my you know, state, I was in Washington and Oregon uh, within that time frame, And we kept seeing all these signs and you know billboards and messaging and Facebook posts that was saying, stay local, eat local. And everyone was driving for local business because they just weren't getting the local business. They were getting all the tourists, all the, which is great, but for sustainability reasons, I don't think we can just sustain off of tourism. Just like look at Hawaii, for example, they, when COVID went down, like their whole island, all the islands, nothing. And they depended on tourism. And we saw this big local push. And now with COVID, people actually, after you know staring at the same four walls for almost a year, realized that there is some beauty in their own backyard. There is some really cool businesses. Like I discovered... And my chiropractor is an Airbnb host and he has beehives that he, he tends to bees and he gives his guests jars of honey when they check in. He obviously checks if they have like allergies and stuff, but like that is something that's so cool. That's right in my own backyard that if I want to, I can go like, Hey, can I go look at your beehives? And like, can you show me like all this cool stuff that you're learning and that you're doing? He has like over a million bees, like something super small that I think now that COVID really has helped kind of capture that. And I, I'm predicting my, me personally that this, even when international travel picks up again, it won't go away. It will definitely diminish a little bit once international travel, because everyone's going to want to go to the trips that they never got to do this last year. But those that can't do it, those that still have to maybe go to the office or do anything like that, they're still going to take the staycations because they can't. It's right there. It's, it's more easy access. Yeah, 100%. And I read that 50% of the US companies that were allowing their workers to work remotely during COVID 
are allowing their workers to stay working remotely after COVID. So that's just a, that's a massive amount of people. Yeah. Those people are going to have the flexibility to, you know, cancel their lease and, and, you know, just stay for a couple months here, stay a couple months there, just kind of roam like a digital nomad yeah. around the country. So, or even like other countries as well. I think you're spot on. Cause like, if I, if I go back to Barcelona, I'm, I'm definitely want to rent that castle again, yeah. even though I can, fly across the world wherever I want. Now that I know that these places are there, it's also kind of shifted my mindset where it's like, hey, if there's if there's one like really cool castle that we found, maybe there's other stuff as well that mm -hmm. we that we weren't looking for before. Right. So yeah. so yeah, I agree with you, man. Like it's a paradigm shift. Right. For real. Yeah. And it's really cool because now like you said, the 50% of those who are working from home aren't going back. They're saying working from home you hit it right on the right on the head is that now they are able to become digital nomads are able to be on vacation all the time. Like really they can cancel their lease husband and wife or boyfriend, girlfriend, or whatever the scenario may be can now go month to month and just experience new things while working. And as a host, as a property manager, you can cater your, your property is better. You can, you know, maybe look at getting a standing desk and getting a, an office room, even though it may not be, money value heads and beds, it becomes money value in revenue because now you can actually sell that my property compared to all my competitors and my destination doesn't have a real legitimate set aside working space for my guests. And I think that's one thing I've been hearing and I've been seeing and I love how like, I forget what episode you were doing. It was one of your episodes I was watching and listening to where putting the Wi-Fi speed in, in the listing uh, not only that, but now how can how can we shift to this traveler that's a, a more flex traveler, which is, you know, kind of set aside working space and all that other stuff. So I think it's going to be really key. Yeah, 100 percent. And actually, that's a great idea. A standing desk. Cause I, yeah. I had a standing desk. I have a standing desk in our office in uh, in uh, Lucidia, just north of San Diego. But I'm in Panama right now and I'm sitting behind this this desk again. And I can already tell that my lower back starts hurting if I if I sit down all day. And so I'm already missing my stand-up desk. So I think that's a that's an amazing addition. If you want to focus on digital digital nomads, if you want to focus on the remote workers, uh, a standing desk on Amazon, I think is 300 bucks. Yeah. That would be a reason for me to book an Airbnb. If I see 100%. in the listing that there's 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 a stand-up desk, I'm like, all right, I'm down. That saves me. <laughs> that means I don't have back pain. That's, yeah. that's worth. That's worth. Uh, I would pay extra for that for sure. Yeah, and it helps productivity, which then also for me, like as a host or a manager, I can get that three hundred dollar desk, increase my nightly rate by you know forty to fifty bucks. The guest stays with me for a week. Guess what? It's already paid for itself. It's done. I've and plus some. I've already paid paid it back. It's a good ROI. I think, like you said, I, I would. I had a guest who stayed with us. And we had a conversation, we got to know each other and was like, Hey, you know, what brings you in? And he was telling me about how he's working for a target and he's part of the uh, development team with their website and stuff. And he's working remote because they don't have to go back to the office. And he goes, man, the one thing I love Airbnbs, but I'm struggling. He's a tall dude. He's like six, seven. He's like, these, these areas to work, quote unquote work. I'm big. I'm lengthy. I, I can't sit behind this desk where my knees are, are hitting it. And he's like, man, I would kill for a stand-up desk. And that was like kind of the aha moment for me. It was like, ah, oh, perfect. This is like, this is it. Executed on it. And he was like, he walked in, checked in and we had a bow around it too. And, you know, did all, all this like fancy stuff. And he was like, dude, this is a life changer. He's like, he extended his reservation actually for another two weeks. So yeah, if that doesn't tell you anything, 
It's just like little things like that. You could really make a difference. Dude, that's a, uh, that's genius. I love the stand-up desk idea. Um, yeah. That's a, uh, that's incredible. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. So let's talk more about how do you create a destination, right? Because we talked about castles. So everybody will understand, yes, that's a, that's a yeah. destination, right? Yeah. You don't care where it's located. You just want to stay at a castle. Mm -hmm. But, you know, let's let's think about, you know, people who have... They don't have a castle, but how, how can you turn like a regular apartment or home into a, into a destination? Yeah. See, this is where it gets hard, but it's not impossible. So obviously, like I said, you know, castle, we had a castle. We did this whole crazy thing. We had a poker room, movie theater, big kitchen, ballroom, you name it. The King Suite, which was like, I don't know, 5,000 square feet alone itself. Yeah. So that's a destination. But for the individual single family homes or even a condominium, what you really need to do in order to make this a destination is you really need to hone the local community. You really need to tap into that area, into that market, because there are some, I guarantee it, you know, 98% of the ununique or the, the cookie cutter type properties, if you want to call them that, have a great community of people and local businesses that just don't get found on Google or aren't the, you know, Walmart or target of the area. Um, if you tap into that area and you get to tell a story, that's where the destination comes in. You are not only creating the destination in your property where you're bringing the local community and the local tourism, or even just like I said, that chiropractic guy who has a bunch of beehives and he, he does honey for his guests. If I can be like, Hey, you know, let's say his name is Jake or whatever. But hey, Jake, let me get a jar from you every time I have a guest and we'll put your label on it and have your, your chiropractic business uh, label on the back as well. And hopefully we'll be able to send you more business and, and create something really cool and tell a story about this. And then that turns into, oh, not only does that happen and the guests love the honey because it's really good and it's all natural, but then the coffee roaster down the street is all about sustainability and eco-friendly. And then they have their special coffee grounds from Brazil that I can put into the home. And then guess what? The tap room that brews amazing beer, like I'm naming a lot of liquids right now because I'm just taking off my destination that I'm at, but you know what I'm talking about? Like it, it starts kind of becoming a, an effect of just constant, oh great, there's that person and that company and that company. And then all of a sudden, all the amenities, even the local soaps and, and whatever, the shampoos, you can go with blankets. I know we have a really cool boutique um, linen shop where the lady actually handcrafts all these beautiful white linens for these amazing, like over a thousand plus thread count and everything. Just amazing stuff. 
And we, we tap into that. We just, you know, say, look, we're going to support you. We're going to put your brand in our brand. And um, our guests are going to recognize that this is, you know, something unique. It's not just, we bought this off of Walmart or Amazon and called it good. Yeah. I love that idea. I think that's really important, you know, connecting with the, with the community. What are some things that you can do inside of the property to make it, to make it more like a destination? Yeah, for sure. Well, it also goes back down to who you're trying to attract as your guest. Like if you're trying to attract a staycationer slash uh, work from home, you know, digital nomad. Great. Probably a standing desk, really, really good Wi-Fi. Like once Elon Musk, you know, Starlink Wi-Fi is up, like I'd be on that thing right away, getting that thing hooked up, plugged in, showing that your speeds are incredible. You know, you do all these things. Uh, maybe, I don't know what a staycation work traveler would want, but you know, like all these little amenities, whether it's coffee, whether it's the Wi-Fi, whether it's standing desk, you put these amenities into your property that attract that person. You advertise on your listing, whether it's Airbnb, Verbo, your own website, that kind of stuff. If you're attracting, you know, anniversary couples, then maybe you are just wanting to uh, make it kind of a romance pad or whatever in, in a nice way, like a little getaway unplug where they can eat breakfast in bed all day and watch movies and just sleep and take naps and, and hang out. Great. Then you, you put those amenities and that type of messaging out there. I don't know if that really answers your question, but it's really focusing on who your traveler is and who you want to stay at your property and then finding a way to cater it to that and cater that messaging and that imaging and your listing and the wording and everything towards that. So that way you are then creating that destination for their experience and for their trip. Yeah, for sure. And uh, that's something that we're actually diving into this week in, in Legends X is really like getting clear on like the guest avatar, uh, mm-hmm. who you're servicing, how you want to service them, uh, how do you fulfill the needs of your guest avatar. And I think that's beca- that's going to become more and more important, I think, as the short-term rental industry matures. One question I have for you, because I'm, I'm looking at your background and I, I don't know what it is. Is it a giant octopus behind you or? Yeah, it's like a fish and another fish. And another fish. There's a lot of little fish. I'm on Camino Islands, which is right between Seattle and the Canadian border. And so Camino Islands, like this beautiful island where we have the ocean surrounding. We have another couple of islands surrounding us. And so the co-working space I'm in uh, went with the theme. Nice. And if you're listening to this podcast, go check it out on YouTube so you can check out Will's background. It's pretty cool. But uh, but your background kind of reminded me of of uh, how we can theme our units as well, right? What's your thoughts on themed units? Well, I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you've had them on the podcast or if you shared, I think, I don't know if you shared something, but uh, have you heard of Loma Homes out in Florida? They're near Orlando. No. Okay, well, they have the Star Wars house and they also have the Harry Potter house and they also have the Raptor Retreat, which is a Jurassic Park themed house, all near Disney World. And I got to meet the owner's I actually got to tour the Star Wars house and do all the stuff and the themed properties like their ROI. Yeah, it's a lot of money uh, up front to get the design and to create this literal, you know, Star Wars Millennium Falcon bed and all this other stuff. But their ROI is incredible. Like the, the amount of annual revenue that they're making compared to their competitors is almost 3x, which is insane. Because, wow. you know, if you have a, a three or four bedroom house making let's say 135,000 a year and they're making almost 400,000 a year because they put in 135,000 to get this place the way it is. That's really, really good. That's insane. And they're booked all the time. And then guess what you can do? You can go to Disney world, you can buy these passes and tickets and things and blah, blah, blah. And then you can add that on as an experience. You can add that on like, Hey, it's another revenue stream, which I think for me, 
as a vacation rental manager, I want to focus on more than just nightly rate. I want to get more other additional revenue streams. And a themed house is a perfect way to do that and start that journey with uh, your properties. Yeah, for sure. So what are your, uh, what are your plans right now? I know you're, you're building a new company, right? Yes. Yeah. So I exited my previous management company. It was a luxury one where we had the castle and a few other things like that in November, 2020. And then I was just doing the podcast full time, just really grinding away on, on the show and, and building the audience. And of course, building the relationships with everybody and, and just loving that. But I, I caught myself saying, Oh, we used to do this. And I used to, when I was a hotel manager, I used, to, and I was like, I don't like that feeling. I'm 26. I shouldn't be saying I used to, I want to be saying I'm doing, I'm, I'm accomplishing these things. Uh, there's still much, much life ahead of me. And so I got with my business partner who we've been really good friends for the last like four or five years. Um, he was actually my first guest to have on the podcast and he's a 25 year veteran in hotels and luxury hospitality. And we were like, we can really do something cool with a vacation rental management company. So we started over, we started the company officially in January and have been just really pushing through. And then of course, uh, we joined the Legends X program to help. We have a good vision. We have a good understanding of tech and hospitality and all that stuff and brand, but we really want to create great systems. So that way we can have the freedom to travel and, and experience the lifestyle that we want. Uh, he's having a kid with his wife and I'm you know young and, and hungry for entrepreneurship and wanting to keep pursuing that. So it was a perfect fit. And now we're, we're ready to crush it in the area that we're in. Awesome, man. Well, I'm excited to uh, to see you do that. I'm sure you're gonna you're gonna crush it. So, as we're getting to the end of this podcast, I was thinking you've interviewed so many people on your podcast, right? And so I'm gonna kind of just gonna toss this at you and 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 see how you handle it. But um, <laughs> what what are like the top three learning lessons that you've learned from from all these years all these years of doing your podcast? Yeah, and that's a really good question. I have answered a similar question when I was on somebody else's show, and one thing is like with the podcast, one thing I didn't expect when I started it was that I would be learning a ton with my audience, with my my guests. I was just doing it to kind of have a creative outlet, but then it became something where it became my most valuable resource, where if I had a question about a certain tech or a certain, I don't know, whatever you know concept in the industry, I had an endless amount of resources to connect with and, and, and learn this information from. So... I was being mentored basically like the whole time. And when I had a different experience with my guests, but their experience and my experience aligned in a great way, it brings so much value to the audience and the membership listing. And it creates a really cool community. So it's very rare that my, uh, my guests on the show and I don't speak after an episode, we usually stay in contact in some way or form and it becomes really fun and grows a community. So lesson number one is that I was learning a ton along the way. I didn't expect. And I was able to apply to my business with the vacation rental management. I'm taking pretty much everything I've had and learned on the podcast and applying it to recreation rentals. Like I'm taking the best PMS, the best noise monitoring, the best insurance, the best everything and trying to create our perfect tech stack and our perfect brand and model for, for our properties and for our business. So I don't know if that answers your question, but it's just become a really cool learning journey. And uh, I couldn't be more grateful for the resources and the community and the network that I've built from, from having just a simple podcast. Yeah. Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Like I can totally relate to that. 
Uh, I think most of the stuff, most of the stuff that I know is, I would say like probably 80, 90% is what I've learned either through talking to people on the podcast or talking to yeah. students, talking to people on our mastermind. So yeah, I totally hear you. It's uh, starting a podcast is a great idea, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> A lot of people started one in uh, 2020 and I'm like, uh, let's see how long this lasts. But uh, it's a, it's not an easy game. It's not something that I don't think people uh, understand. There's a lot of work that goes into it. You probably can relate to that. But yeah, there's a lot of power in podcasting. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it's the consistency that in the end of the day uh, is a big driver of any success, I think. So, all right, man. So that's one more question. You, you cope this one really well. So I'm going to toss another one at you. <laughs> <laughs> if somebody would come to you right now and say like, hey, Will, I want to get into short-term rentals. Tell me three things I need to know. Yeah, three things you need to know. It's not just about making money. So if you really do care about people. If you really do care about creating something awesome, then yes, this is the industry for you. If you are just trying to become a millionaire in a year, great. I don't think this is the industry for you because yeah, you can make a lot of money doing this, but you're not going to differentiate yourself. And I don't think this is not the place to just get rich quick and, and get out. That's just my opinion. Do what you want with that. Number two would be like, be willing to learn the the different things that are out there. Learn what a PMS is, learn what a, a, a booking uh, or channel manager is learn what noise monitors or even just easy access tech, like figure out how you can really make this a, a business because you're not just going on Airbnb. Like you're, you're creating, once you get more than one property, I feel you're becoming a property manager and you don't want to be tied like 24 seven to a job. So learn what these tools are and figure out how you can implement it to then give yourself that freedom to, to not be tied to working 24 seven and three, listen to get paid for your pad podcast. So that way you can figure out all these resources and tools and uh, yeah. And then honestly just tap into the local community. That's not, that's honestly just get connected become that community expert or, you know, ambassador for the destination and, and really hone that because it'll make a crazy amount of difference. You won't just get bookings from Airbnb. You'll get bookings from the small business owners in your town that are having family come in or just need to get away with their their significant other, whatever that may be. Um, really tap into that and you'll have a successful business. Yeah, man. Love that. And uh, I, I totally I totally see that too, because uh, we have a lot of students that start with Airbnb and they they don't realize they're getting into like a business. They, they don't see themselves yeah. as business owners, but honestly, like you run in one Airbnb, you have like a mini business, but yeah. then if you add like two or three more units, now suddenly it's like a full-time job. Seriously. Right? People don't expect that when they get into it. So, well, I love uh, what you and Eric said too, like the host hospitality brand. Like you see Marriott's and you see Hilton's and you see IHG, they're a hospitality brand, They be, but they didn't start out there. They weren't just like, all right, we're the one of the biggest hotel companies in the world. Uh, here's our name. You know, Marriott started out as a, probably a simple hotelier. You know, he had one property. It was probably like a motel or something. I don't know the full story, but host hospitality brand, create a brand, create something that tells your story and is unique. And I think that's really key. So I, I love when you guys said that. I was like, that's the most perfect description. Awesome, man. Sweet. Well, this is uh, this has been fun, man. I uh, appreciate you uh, coming on the show and let people know uh, where they can find you if they want to listen to your podcast. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for reaching out. And thank you for having us uh, in the Legends X program. It's really exciting. I'm learning a ton already. So I just want to say shout out to you guys for putting that on. And for my podcast, it's just slicktalkthepodcast.com. Um, you can find me there. I'm very active on LinkedIn and, and everything there. So, but the, the website for the podcast is everything, literally Instagram, Facebook, you name it. It's all there.
Awesome. Can you, can you repeat the URL one more time? Yeah. Slicktalkthepodcast.com. Slicktalkthepodcast.com. Awesome. So go ahead, uh, check out Will's podcast. It's a great one. I've listened to quite a few of their uh, of the episodes. Uh, so if you listen to this one, listen to Cape for Your Pet, listen to Will, then I think that you got all you need. Right? Yeah, that, exactly. Right, Will? <laughs> the dynamic duo, the dynamic podcasting duo. I love it. Alrighty, awesome, dude. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, and to the listeners, thanks you for listening, and we'll we'll be back uh, next week. So see you then. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. You are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.